Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. This is a very, very special episode today. It's so special, I don't even think it has a number attached to it. I don't plan on attaching a number to it uh, because it's really a little different. So let me start by saying this. If you listen to this podcast purely for weight loss tips and tricks, then you can go ahead and just you know stop this episode and move on to your to your other favorite podcast. Um, if you're looking for, if you enjoy this podcast for some of the deeper things and and to get a little more, then you can keep listening. Now, here's the thing: you can probably tell from the from the title that um, some you know really unfortunate, really sad stuff has happened in my life recently. Um, but I promise <laughs> that this episode is not going to be all sadness and doom and gloom because that's just not how I function and it's not what I believe. Does that mean that I haven't grieved, that I haven't cried? No, 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 not at all. I've cried plenty. I'll cry plenty more. But I believe that anything and everything can be what we want it to be and what we make it. And uh, thankfully, because of my faith, um, losing someone takes on a little bit of a different meaning. So let me go ahead and give you a forewarning there as well. <laughs> um, in other podcast episodes, I try to be, uh, I really try to not bring up my faith that much because I don't want anyone to ever think that teaching some Christian weight loss program or anything like that. What I teach and what I share is for everyone. I love you. I don't care if you're if you're an atheist, if you're Buddhist, if you're Christian, if you're Hindu or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're a human being and I think you're beautiful and wonderful. And I want you to feel welcome to participate and listen to this podcast and to participate in my coaching program if you choose to do so. But this episode will definitely have a little bit more about uh, my faith and, and my religious beliefs in it because it definitely applies. So if you don't like that, there's your forewarning and you can definitely go to your next podcast. So let's get into this without further ado. Here's the deal, guys. Um, yeah, I lost my mom <laughs> and, and uh, my mom and I had a very, very special relationship. She and my dad got divorced when I was about seven years old. My dad had a lot of struggles in life. In some ways, he was a wonderful man. In some ways, um, he really he really struggled and um, and was was not there for parts of my life, but was also really w a wonderful dad in some ways. But because of this, because of their divorce and because of my dad's struggles, my mom and I had an incredibly, incredibly close relationship. Plus, I'm an only child. Now, you may think, well, that explains a lot, Corey. Well, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm an only child to my mother. I have a half-sister on my dad's side, and she's wonderful, and I love her to death. She's amazing. But on, for my mom, I'm an only child. So I was raised in my mom's household basically as an only child, and we had a very, very close and very, very special relationship. And my mother was a wonderful woman. And so if we rewind about, uh, I don't know, three weeks or a month, um, my mom went to the doctor with back pain and fatigue. 
Those were her only two symptoms, back pain and fatigue. And the doctor checked her heart and lungs and um, ran some blood tests and everything was great. Everything checked out great. And 14 days, 14 days later, she passed away. <laughs> um, we discovered, of course, during that time that she had very advanced cancer and um, that her time was very limited. We never thought it would be as short as 14 days. So what I want to do in this podcast episode, if you're still here, if I haven't run you off yet, what I want to do in this episode is share with you, I think, gosh, five or six things um, that I, I really think and hope will be helpful. And this isn't even really one of the things, but I just want to start with this, guys. You hear it a lot or you may see memes of it here or there, but like, guys, small moments matter. Um, if you would have told me two months ago that before April, my mother would be gone and I would have no more moments, big or small with her. I would have thought, I would have said you were crazy. I would have thought you were on drugs. (laughs) Uh, Small moments, my friends, they matter. They matter big time. And I know that's like a kind of a heavy burden to be like, oh, wow, I've got to take tremendous care of every tiny small moment. And I don't mean it that way. Here's, here's all I mean is that just don't take the basics for granted. You know, like if there are people you love, enjoy the moments you have with them as much as possible. And I know there's life and we get swept up into the day-to-day things. And that's understandable. I do the same, but just carve out a little time to, to spend with those people and to love those people. And that's part of what I'm going to get into today. But before I do, let's get into this, into these five things. Um, number one, what I want you to know, so th- these are things that um, I'm kind of taking away from this whole experience, and I may very well do a follow-up episode to this, but here's what some of the stuff I learned from losing my sweet mama, because that's what I called her, sweet mama. She was this precious, wonderful little four-foot-ten lady <laughs> that I loved more than anything. So number one, I want you guys to know that nearly anything in life can be anything you want. You do not have to accept the norm, okay? After my mother passed, the day she passed, we had been calling friends and family all day and I went out for a walk and I wound up, I was listening to music and having some time in prayer and just kind of spending some time with God and just kind of thinking back about mom and trying to understand the idea and the fact that she was gone. And I would, I began to run as I was listening to music and and praying and then I would walk and I would run and I would walk and I would, I would cry (laughs) as I was running. Uh, And I'm sure if people passed me on the road, they thought, what's wrong with that guy? I was smiling and crying and uh, as I was listening to different music and uh, that made me think of her and all kinds of different things. And during, really at the end of this run, I had an epiphany. It's like, bing, like this light bulb went off in my head. And God really just opened my eyes that anything can be anything that I want, that I don't have to accept the norm. And this is how that applied. We had planned my mother's uh, funeral service for <laughs> a funeral home that is that is a wonderful place and it's run by a wonderful man but um, to me it's just a gloomy place because I've been there for my grandfather's death and my grandmother's death and my uncle's death and my father's death I've just been in that building for so many things and I thought oh no just more doom and gloom from my mom's death and her passing and then it hit me no it doesn't have to be that way It doesn't matter what room I'm in. It doesn't matter what building I'm in. This can be anything I want it to be. My friends, listen, whatever situation you're in in life, 
Don't think it has to be a certain way just because that's the norm or because that's the way you think it should be. Your situation can be anything you want it to be, but you need to take control of it and shape it into what you want it to be. Whether it's your health in your body or it's a relationship you have with a friend or a parent or it's your job or it's, it's how you raise your children, whatever. Don't just accept the norm. You are in control of that. And I realize that. It doesn't matter what room or what building we were in to celebrate my mother's life. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom. It doesn't have to be the same sort of service. This can be what I want it to be. And it made me think of my mother. (laughs) One of her quotes, one of the things she would say all the time is, I'm thankful. It could always be worse. At least my toilet still flushes. My mother was always incredibly thankful. She never just accepted the norm. Every situation, she shifted her perspective. That's at the root of this, at the root of, of us taking any situation and making it what we want. Is The root of that is us shifting our perspective. And there's a verse, um, there's, there's a quote from the Bible. It's from the book of Thessalonians. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Rejoice always, always be thankful, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. That's exactly what my mother did. She was, I mean, that's her quote. I'm, she would say, oh man, something would go wrong in her life, even when she was diagnosed with this advanced cancer. <laughs> I'm thankful it can always be worse. And then when it was other things, she would say, at least my toilet still flushes. <laughs> she was always thankful. And she always shifted the perspective to find the most positive outlook. So number one, guys, shift your perspective. Nearly anything in life can be anything you want it to be, but you must be willing to be thankful, and to shift your perspective. Next up, number two. I want to encourage you guys and gals to say it. Look, there's somebody in your life right now that you dearly love, and you need to tell them. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them how wonderful they are. Tell them how special they are. I'm so thankful mom would shower me, just literally drench me with this sort of love. She was always making me feel like I was truly something special, like I was someone loved beyond measure. She would tell me, Corey, you're so special. (laughs) After she got diagnosed with cancer, I was sitting, she was laying on the couch. I was sitting at her feet. She never said, oh, poor, poor me. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, this is so sad. She never said that. She looked at me and almost with tears in her eyes, she said, Corey, who's going to tell you how special you are when I'm gone? She was worried about me. (laughs) She's one of the most selfless people I've ever known. And I may not be special at all. I'm probably not. But doggone it, I think I'm special because my mom told me all the time how special I was and how much she loved me. So guys, promise me right now. Promise me and promise yourself today or tomorrow. Don't wait. You tell somebody, tell those people who are precious to you, tell them how much you love them and tell them how special they are. Don't wait. Tell them. They may live 20 or 30 more years. You may live 50 more years. Who knows? But you'll never regret telling them just how much you love them and how special they are. Next up, number three, I not only want to encourage you to say it to those people, I want to encourage you to show it spend, how, how do you show it, right? How do you, like, it's, it's, it's easy to sometimes for us to say, oh, I love you, and oh, man, you're, I want you to know you're really special to me. But if we, taking it a step further, if we take it a step further, that can be difficult. Like, how do we show them that? 
I want to give you two ways right now that I think are so important. Number one, I want you to spend time with those people that you love and cherish and that are precious to you. It's so cliche for me to sit here and tell you like, oh, you know, my mom's gone. I would give anything to just have one more hour with her. Sure, yes, but that's not the point of this. I'm thankful for every moment I had with my mom. My point to you is to encourage you to take time. Guys, we're so wrapped up in our phones and in social media and in work and in hustle, 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 grind, 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 and all this mess that sometimes we just don't even carve out time to spend with each other. Show people how much you care about them by spending time with them. And then the other way that I encourage you to show people how much you care for them is to live your life to honor them. Now, that may sound weird or old-fashioned. See, at some point in my life as a young adult, as I learned more about life, I looked back and I realized that, man, my mom had gone through a lot of crap in her life. And she had endured a lot. And she just kept doing what I said earlier, thanking God, rejoicing in all circumstances, and praying continually. She just kept doing the next right thing again and again in her life. She just chose to do the next right thing. And then at at some point, I I looked at her life, and I I came to the realization, like, I, I certainly can't change my mom's past, and I can't control other parts of my mom's life right now, like when she was still alive. Like, it's her life. I can't control that. But you know what I can do? I can control me. And so I'm going to do everything in my power to honor her with my life. The best way that I can show my mom what an amazing woman and mother that she is and she was is by living my life to honor her. And I assure you, I've made a million mistakes and I'm confident I did lots of things to probably embarrass her. And I'm incredibly, amazingly imperfect. But doggone it, at least I tried and I'm still trying to live my life to honor the woman that gave her life to raise me. So my friends, sure, tell people how much you love them and tell them how special they are to you, but don't just tell them. Don't just tell those special people how much you love them. Show them how much you love them by spending time with them, listening to them, bearing their burdens and living your life to honor them. Guys, so few people in this world even listen to each other anymore. I mean, if you're just willing to spend time with someone and listen to them and bear their burdens, (laughs) there's no bigger expression of love. We're all so distracted and we're pulled in a million different directions, eliminating distractions and technology and spending time and listening and truly feeling someone's emotions and Potentially their pain is huge. And then living your life to honor them, being a trustworthy friend, (laughs) you can't put a price on that. So say it, show it. And then lastly, we're about to get weird here, I'm going to warn you, is, I'm sorry, this isn't last, this isn't last, this is number four. My brain's a little scrambled. This is next. Sow it. I want to sow into you like like a farmer, you know, sows their seed in their field. You know, they plant their seed in the field so that it will sprout up and produce a plant and produce fruit. I want to sow into you a little bit of what my sweet mama sowed into me that changed my life. 
There's a quote from an old 90s movie, The Crow. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but it was it was one of my favorite movies back in the 90s. There's a quote from that movie, and as I kind of look things up, I think it's actually from a poet named William Thackeray or something. Anyways, I remember it from that movie. And the quote says this, Mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of little children. Mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of little children. Now, when you're a little child, here's what I believe personally. God loves you and knows who you are. I believe that. Maybe you don't. That's okay. But I believe that when you're a little child, God knows who you are and loves you. But the thing is, you don't know who God is. You're still learning. You're still learning who God is and what God is and how God is. And guess what? Guess who teaches you who God is and what God's like? Your mother. Now, yes, other people contribute, maybe your father or your grandparents or whatever, but your mother is typically the primary one who can maybe point you to God or show you what God's like. And this is exactly what my mother did for me that was so transformational in my life. She loved me with a sacrificial, incredible love, just like God loves us. That's exactly what she did for me. And at time and time again in her life, when things weren't going the way maybe she wanted, time and time again when she was at a fork in the road of her life and she had a decision to make, she continued to just do the next right thing. Like I mentioned earlier, just do the next right thing. And she continued to point me towards God and her faith and God's faithfulness. And that began to sow into me a belief in God and the way that he loves us because I saw it demonstrated in my mother's love for me. So fast forward to now, in the past few weeks, after my mother got diagnosed with cancer, for the first time in my life, I was facing this fact of not only losing my mother, but not having a single parent on this earth. My father died two years ago, and I was about to lose my best friend, my mom, my best friend outside of my wife, and my mom. I was facing the reality of no longer having her. And I sat down to read my daily devotional, which comes, which every day, if you're if you're not a Christian, if you're if you're if you don't if you're not a believer, you don't believe in God and all this stuff. If you have a daily devotional, oftentimes there's a little piece of scripture, and then you'll you'll read the 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 Bible verse, and then there'll be some teaching related to that. And I sat down to read that for the day. This was maybe one or two days after my mother's cancer diagnosis, which was basically a death sentence. And here's what the scripture said. <laughs> As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. That's Isaiah 66, 13. And I just looked up and thought, wow, God. <laughs> I mean, maybe for some of you that's a coincidence, and that's okay. For me, there are no coincidences. That was God clearly speaking to me, saying, look, Corey, I got you. I will comfort you just like your mother comforted you. And you can't do anything for your mom now because it's out of your hands. You can't cure her cancer. You can't comfort her during this time of her life. But I will comfort her just like her mother comforted her. Don't worry, Corey. I got this. Oh, man. And God has comforted me in ways that I can, can't even explain. He's, he's given me a a peace throughout this process and he's comforted and loved me through other friends and other family and just in, in incredible ways. 
So here's the thing. Look, I'm here. I'm here to tell you today. If if you don't have a faith, um, if you've not, you know, if you're not the church type of person, if you didn't have parents that taught you anything about God or whatever, uh, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, then I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I'm not. Look, please understand. Please, please understand. I'm not judging you. I'm not trying to guilt you or shame you. Not at all. Not at all. I just don't know how you do it. Like, I don't know how you live day to day with the craziness of life and all of the crappy stuff that can happen. I don't know how you live, and I certainly don't know how you die and you face death. Um, Man, I just, it blows my mind. I guess in some ways maybe you're a lot stronger than I am. I don't know. Um, But this is what, I, this is what I'd like to share. If you if you're listening and you don't have a personal faith, if you don't have a relationship with God and you want to talk more about it, if you want kind of a safe space, then contact me. I know I'm the nutrition and weight loss guy. I get that. And I don't claim to be a spiritual guru or some Bible expert. But I became a Christian when I was 11. And I'm happy just to listen to your story of maybe why you are where you are with your beliefs. And I'm happy to share some of mine. I'm not going to try to convince you of anything. I'll just be here for you in that regard. Just because I guess my faith is so amazing and powerful and wonderful for me. And I can't imagine not having it. So that's just a little invitation. So that's number four, guys. I just wanted to sow into you and offer to you a little bit of what mom sowed into me my whole life. Next up is number five. This is the last thing. Um, And this is kind of what I believe is a huge point for life overall, but then especially um, when it comes to your journey for weight loss and health. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is negotiable. Now that may sound crazy, but hang with me here, guys. Look, the majority of our true suffering is not from physical pain, but it's from emotional pain. Mental and emotional turmoil that we bring on ourselves is the is the biggest source of our suffering. So much of our suffering is absolutely unnecessary. Mo, I'm telling you guys, look, most of our suffering is so unnecessary, but we conjure it, like we willingly jump into it. And it's because of it's because of our brain, it's because of the bully in our brain that starts telling us all kinds of lies, and then we listen. I mean, when it comes to like your whole weight loss and diet and health journey, I guarantee you some of these thoughts have gone through your head. If I'm not stressed or worried or overloaded, then I'm not doing enough. If I'm not borderline miserable, then I'm not trying hard enough. If this diet is too easy, then it won't work. If I'm not pushing myself as hard as I possibly can, then I'm letting myself off the hook. If I'm not pushing myself as hard as I possibly can, then this will never work. If I'm not demanding everything I have, if I'm not demanding everything from myself, then what's the point? I'm basically just giving up or giving in. I mean, I must not feel good. I must not experience positive emotions because there's always something that I should be worried about. Even if right now is good and okay, there's going to be a moment later today or tomorrow that I need to be worrying. So I'll go ahead and start worrying about that now. I must not feel good and enjoy my life and enjoy this moment because my life's worries and concerns are never ending. They're like shark's teeth. Shark's teeth, I don't know if you guys know, but when a shark loses a tooth, another one immediately falls in its place. It's like a 
it's like a you know a soda machine a you know where you pick up a drink and another drink just slides right into its place for some of us that's how we feel about our worries and concerns in life and it doesn't matter if in this present moment you have none if all of your worries and concerns are gone your brain will immediately bring one to mind to steal your joy and to steal your peace and to steal your happiness it's like we're in this constant fight or race that never ends. There's a professor of psychiatry at Stanford. His name is Dr. Gay Hendricks. He wrote a book called The Big Leap. And he, his reasoning for us not um, being able to enjoy ourselves, not being able to, you know, th- the reason that we put ourselves through so much unnecessary suffering is because we don't think we deserve to feel good. He says, this is a quote from him, from Gay Hendricks. He says, I must not feel good because fundamentally flawed people like me don't deserve it. (laughs) And it's so true for so many of us. It's just, we can't enjoy the moment. It's so tough to be in the moment. It's just on to the next worry, on to the next thing. And I guess for me, um, receiving some of the worst news that you could, like facing one of my worst fears that my mom had incredibly advanced cancer and and the future was completely unknown how long would she suffer how much would she would she suffer and then suddenly i find myself almost praying for her to go sooner rather than later which is just a bizarre thing just so she wouldn't suffer um being faced with that with your greatest fear kind of brings some clarity to life <laughs> and happiness and joy versus pain and suffering, and just all of the unnecessary suffering, guys, that we put ourselves through. I must not feel good because fundamentally flawed people like me don't deserve it. That is the biggest bunch of bullcrap. And Gay Hendricks says the same thing in his book. Basically, that's he calls it your upper limit problem, is the fact that you believe that. So you will reduce your joy. You will reduce your enjoyment of life. You will reduce your positive energy in order to come back down to a level of discontentment that you feel like you deserve. It's bullcrap. And here's the truth. Here's the truth. Listen, you deserve 100% of the positive feelings and joy and happiness that comes your way. Don't let your brain stand in the way of that. Don't let the bully in your brain convince you otherwise. And here's what I promise. When it comes to losing weight and getting fit, when it comes to your all, all of that, any goal you have, the less miserable you can make the process of losing weight, the more you'll enjoy your life and the more fun you'll have overall. And guess what? The more fun you have, the less you want to quit. Like you don't want to quit because you're having fun and you're enjoying the process. And then the more fun you have, the more success you'll find with your body. And the more success you'll find in life and the happier you'll be. Let's stop. Let's do our best to stop making ourselves miserable for no good reason. If you got diagnosed with stage four cancer tomorrow, you would look back at your life and go, why did I beat myself up so much over stupid little silly things? That's what you would say. I can almost guarantee it. Okay, we've been diving into that deep um, inside my Inner Circle Coaching Group, and I just wanted to share a little of it with you. Now, let me wrap this up. Um, don't sign off. If you're still here, this is a longer episode than usual, but you got to forgive me. 
I had my mom for 42 and a half wonderful years and I'm condensing some, some stuff into a 30 minute podcast episode. So here's the thing, guys, you hear me say it all the time. There's so much more to you and your body and your life than a number on a machine. Look, I promise, I promise you will not lay on your deathbed and look back and think, oh man, I just, oh God, I just wish I had been a little harder on myself and forced myself to lose more weight. You won't say that, but you know what you might say? Wow. God, I should have loved myself more. And I wish I would have loved others more too and like really let them know how much I love them. My friends, you can never go wrong with loving yourself and loving others. We're going to jump into the Bible one more time. One of my one of my favorites. It's what's known as the fruits of the spirits in Galatians 5. It says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance." It basically means patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then here's the big part. Here's the big part. Against such things, there is no law. You can never go wrong with these things, guys. You can never go wrong loving yourself. My dear, dear friend, how about this? Love yourself. Allow yourself to experience some unbridled, wonderful joy without immediately jumping to the next moment or the next worry unnecessarily. Seek peace in your mind, in your life. Don't seek, don't seek conflict and controversy and strife. Seek peace in your mind, in your life. Maybe even ask God to give you peace. And be kind, be kind to yourself and to others. Some of you are incredibly kind to others, I would be willing to bet, but you're not kind to yourself. Be kind, not only to others, but to yourself, we're all a work in progress. And be gentle in the way that you talk to yourself and in how you communicate with others. Those two things alone will revolutionize your life if you be kind and give yourself and give others the benefit of the doubt and be gentle in the way you talk to yourself and in how you communicate with others. And then last but not least, in case you haven't noticed, we're just going through the fruits of the Spirit. This is some pretty fun stuff. Last but not least, practice self-control. Now, that doesn't sound fun, but just hear me out. It's not what you think. Practice self-control not because you have to, not because you're disciplining yourself. Practice self-control because staying in integrity with yourself, which means doing what you say you're going to do, that's what self-control is. And it is one of the primary ways that you show yourself that you love yourself is by staying in integrity with yourself. And as backwards as it sounds, self-control will bring you freedom in your life. When we are out of control, we make bad decisions. It usually leads to results that we don't like. It leads to us taking actions we don't like. It leads to a place in our life that we don't like. When we lack self-control, we wind up in debt. We wind up overweight. Self-control means staying in integrity with yourself. It means loving yourself. And self-control brings freedom. And last but not least, I think I've said last but not least like 27 times. Last but not least, have faith in yourself and what you're capable of. And if you're like me and believe in a really awesome, wonderful, loving God, (laughs) then have faith also that God sees you. God cares for you. 
and wants the best for you. And that's coming from a man who just lost his one and only sweet, sweet mother. I believe it through and through that God sees me, that he sees you, that he cares for me and loves me, and that he cares for you and loves you, and that he wants the absolute best for you. I believe it through and through and through. And if you don't believe that, (laughs) like I always say, guys, you can borrow my belief if you want to. (sighs) Please, guys, remember you're a beautiful human, and there's so much more to you than a number. And as I wrap up today, I'd just like to extend two invitations, remind you of two invitations. Number one, if you ever want a safe, safe space to discuss God or your faith or religion or whatever, I'm here. Shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook or uh, via email. And then number two, just remember to say it and show it. Tell the people you love just how much you love them and how special they are. And then go one step further. Go a step further and show them how much you love them by spending time with them, listening to them bearing their burdens, and living your life to honor them. That's all I've got today, my friends. I hope this was helpful. Take care of yourselves. Love yourself. Love other people. God bless. Bye-bye.